and welcome to Let's Meet. I'm your host, Aaliyah English. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Let's Meet is a multimedia experience that corresponds with the Let's Meet section of the Indie Faris magazine. This gives us opportunity to learn more about the positive things happening on the Far East side of Indianapolis and meet the people who are behind the scenes of that change. The Let's Meet Multimedia Experience allows you to read about our guests in the magazine, watch on YouTube, or listen while you're on the go on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, you might recognize the voice of this month's guest as one of your favorite radio personalities in the city. Or you're like me and you subscribe to their top five podcasts on YouTube. Adam Kashner, or as his students call him, Mr. Cash, or Mr. Cash Money, is a radio personality, stand-up comedian, podcast host, and the general manager for 91.1 WEDM, Warren Central and Walker Career Center's award-winning student-led radio station. He was recently named Alumni of the Year by the Warren Central Arts and Education Foundation and was recognized as Teacher of the Year for the Walker Career Center. Let's meet Adam Kashner. How are you today, Cash? I'm doing good. I feel like you should add some real stuff in there. Like he's bad at math. He's not a good driver. Like that's not. I mean, none of that stuff is important. Too much praise. I don't like that at all. (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started? Yeah. So uh, I'm a Warren Central graduate of 2007, class of uh, Eastsider through and through. And uh, I went to school to be a teacher, actually right out of uh, high school. I went to Ball State and it turns out I don't like kids. Uh, at 19 years old, I didn't. Um, so I left the education route and I ended up kind of just accidentally in radio and worked my way up. And I've been in radio now for a little over a decade. And, uh, at the end of 2020, after I had lived in Florida for a year, running a couple of radio stations down there, uh, the associate principal here at the high school, she used to be a teacher of mine back in the day. She said, Hey, we have an opening for our radio program. Would you want to come teach and run the program? And it all worked out, so now here I am. What do you enjoy most about what you do? I like that it's different every day. I mean, it's similar in that we have seven periods a day, and there's the bell schedule, and you know you have projects and assignments and stuff, but literally every day is different with what you're going to be talking about. You never know what mood your students are going to be in. You never know what mood you're going to be in uh, when you show up for work. Um, I enjoy the I enjoy that it's not monotonous. It's not the same thing over and over again. Um, And just it's creativity. You know, being a teacher for an elective, I think, is a special uh, position to be in. You know, uh, I have a lot of respect and and a lot of love for the teachers that teach, you know, math and English and the the required courses, because not everybody necessarily wants to take those courses. An elective, you have more of an environment of they want to be there. There's a little more buy-in and you can, I think, have a little more fun that way. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about the class and what kids pick up from it. Yeah. So, well, there's two sections. There's like the intro to radio and then there's the advanced radio. Um, In the intro, you're just trying to learn the fundamentals, you know, uh, do audio editing. You learn to script write for the first time, uh, learning how to, you know, when you type up a script, it's that you write how you would read and you got to learn to write how you would say it. Um, So that's kind of the intro. And then the advanced it's a lot of uh, turning of the kids into, hey, look at me, uh, on-air shows during the day uh, that, you know, you can listen to on the app and it's streaming everywhere and it's on the radio here on the east side. Uh, podcast, they host, they edit their own shows, social media, digital content creation, uh, engineering and studio. As you can see, we've kind of built out some new studio spaces. They've been uh, pivotal in helping us complete that. 
lots of different uh, specialties in the radio program. Media in general is evolving. How are you staying up with the trend and keeping the kids interested? Uh, good question, because you're right. It is always evolving. A lot of people hear radio and they think it's, you know, you're listening to the Lone Ranger in the living room with your grandpa. And that's not radio anymore. Um, but uh, I still work part time. I kind of moonlight for the local radio stations in town, uh, country, top 40, classic hits. Um, so I have a foot in what the industry is still continuing to do. And as they evolve, I can you know, kind of cater the program and the curriculum to match that. Uh, it's not just on air. Like I said, there's podcasting, there's digital content creation, um, lots of different uh, outlets. And being able to keep that evolving over time also helps without it becoming a stagnant program. Kids also get the opportunity to cover live events. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so <laughs> that's when I get nervous. Uh, students in front of a live microphone. Um, but that's, it's really cool. Uh, I, I try to impress that upon our students here in the Walker Career Center and in the radio program. Not very many schools get this opportunity. I mean, not only do we have a world-class career center, but our radio program, we get to call the play-by-play. -play. So football games, boys basketball, girls basketball. We get to do some spring sports where we're out at the track meets, baseball, softball. And we literally get to call it like you would, you know, uh, if you were to tune in on the radio or watch on TV, play-by-play, -play, color commentary. Um, it's a really great way for the students to in, um, include themselves into the community. The community wants to listen. Our athletes feel a little more involved because they're being spoken about on air. Uh, it's definitely one of the coolest things we get to do, but it's also, like I said, a little nerve wracking when maybe some things don't go right. Uh, maybe you have a little slip of the tongue on a live mic, uh, but it's definitely really cool. And you've had a little bit of success with the program here recently as well, not only in your play-by-play, -play, but in um, other things as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so the uh, every spring, the Indiana Association of School Broadcasters, the IASB, it's not easy to say. I just want to say IASAB, you know, it's definitely <laughs> the same thing. Um, they have a spring conference, and as a part of the conference with breakout sessions and, and workshops, they also have uh, a contest, a competition where you submit various forms of radio material, and you're competing against all the other schools in the state. And some of the categories are live play-by-play, -play, like a sports broadcast. There's on-air personality, radio talk show, sound design, adapted radio drama, original radio drama, lots of stuff. And we always like to submit every year. And over the past few years, we've been able to, I think we have taken home four plaques now for first place, play-by-play, -play, radio interview, and then uh, the Potable Girls as I call them, uh, they took home first place for adapted radio drama. They took Harriet the Spy, the Nickelodeon movie, made it into a five to, I think it was like about five and a half minute drama of the just the audio, and then that won first place. And I was very, very excited for that. Awesome. Congratulations yeah. to you and the program and all those kids who are putting in the work. Um, but it, it's a real testament to you as their instructor to inspire them and kind of give them that creative freedom. How do you find that balance in um, that creativity, but also getting the work done and managing the schedules <laughs> and, you know, trying to keep, you know, their high school students and keeping them on task can kind of be a struggle sometimes. Sure. Um, part of that is I have to kind of temper my own expectations. When I first approached this job, I didn't feel like a teacher. Like I said, I came from the radio world and I came from the professional uh, world. 
And so I took it over. I treated it like this is my radio station and these are my little employees that are going to have their own little duties and tasks. Um, so when I approach it like that, you know, coming from the radio world where there are some Fridays where I left at noon, maybe, maybe. Uh, so my rule is, is if we're creating good content and we're getting if we're meeting the expectations that I have for the program, we're, we're either meeting the bar or clearing the bar. I'm okay with a little bit of fun here and there. So maybe there's going to be a Thursday um, in, you know, first week of November. Fall, you're back from fall break. You're waiting for Thanksgiving break. There's not much going on. Maybe you're just a little lethargic that day. I'm not going to, you know, take you to task all the time. Uh, and I, the students respond well to that. They know. I mean, I also try to approach it like I know I'm one of their seven classes. Some teachers, I remember I had them in school, like that – Algebra was their whole world, so it better be my whole world, and that's just not the case. So I try to be realistic with the expectations of, hey, we're here to work, but it doesn't need to be 100% of the time. What should people know about the students in the radio program? Working here at Warren Central, I'm sure you, you see some very cool, interesting kids. Um, I know the what we hear about the Far East side of Indianapolis isn't always positive, but tell us a little bit about these kids, these little pockets of joy that you get to work with <laughs> each day. Um <laughs> It's interesting. I even still, you know, I, I still feel like I'm new to the profession. I've been teaching. This is my fourth school year now. Um, I'm still getting surprised with just how much teenagers do know and how much they do listen when you think that they're not. Um, I luck out from having kind of a specialized course, like I said, with radio, uh, the creativity uh, that they have, like they'll come up with ideas like I feel like I'm getting kind of run ragged sometimes. I need to come up with like a fun promotion for us or I need to think of what's a cool project we can do. And then I'll be sitting at my desk and they'll walk in. They're like, hey, we have this idea for this video. Can we go do this? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't have to come up with that. That's awesome. Um, and the energy that I feel. There are times where, you know, we're talking now. It's like the second, third week of school. The very beginning of the semester, there's, you know, the adrenaline of a new school year. There's that hype. You get excited. Then once you get settled in, you're like, oh, yeah, it's every day. I got something. Um, they really do come with the energy and they keep me going. Um, and having a buzz around the, the program. You know, they're genuinely proud to be a part of WEDM. They make sure that the younger ones coming up know that this is the expectation. And so that energy kind of feeds on itself. So you've kind of built a culture here, um, but it's not something that you are new to. You were actually a student in this program. So can you tell me a little bit about your experience? Uh, actually, I wasn't officially part of 91.1 WDM, and I wasn't officially a part of WCTV, but I was kind of uh, like a Ferris Bueller type when I was here, and some teachers will tell you that was a not always necessarily a great thing. Uh, so I got to float around. I was in student council. I got to do a little morning announcements, got to do a little radio. Um, that was what kind of kept me into it. I liked having kind of a foot in so many different camps and you meet a lot more different people that way. You know, I was, uh, a part of the, a lot of the AP programs and sort of the accelerated courses and, uh, which is, you know, I'm very thankful and grateful that I got to have those opportunities here, but you know, uh, oh, I'm sitting next to Brad again. Yep. Oh, I'm sitting next to Brad again. It's kind of the same <laughs> yeah. kids in those courses. So being able to meet students from different walks of life, you know, you don't realize just how, um, just how inclusive this East side is. There's so many different walks of life and we're all kind of under one roof. And I feel like that's what gives us that mentality of, Hey, 
I can talk about it about the east side, but you can't talk about it about the east side. Um, this is the family part of how it feels. That's awesome. Love my Far East Side family. <laughs> I love that. All right, we're going to switch gears a little bit. So we're going to go into our kind of a rapid fire question um, segment. These are all questions about you. No wrong answers. Oh, no. This is not good. Hopefully. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think you'll like them. All right, all right. first things first. Yeah. As a you know radio personality and working with music a lot, what is your go-to song right now? What song is giving you life? <laughs> Honestly? Yes. BB uh, Rexa featuring, or David Guetta, mm-hmm. I'm Blue, the Eiffel 65 uh-huh. sample. Oh, that's good. All of these samples are, are coming back around lately. It's so good. What is your go-to feel-good food? Oh, man. Uh, there's so many good options. I know this is rapid fire. I you can apologize. make it like a meal. Let's make it like a plate. Like if you, what's your, oh, plate? What's, your what's on your plate? Okay. I'll, well, the real answer is pizza. Let's just be honest. Yeah. But if I'm going to plate something for you, salmon, homemade mac and cheese, green beans with the onions and the little bacon. Ooh, like, okay. like the plate you're like, I'm going to wrap this up and take this home with mm-hmm. me. That's, that's the plate. The plate. Yep. Oh, I like that. That's that sounds it. good. Mm-hmm. So are you, do you make your own uh, like, brew for your mac and cheese or i do a lot of home cooking i make homemade mac and cheese from scratch meatballs pasta stuffed mushrooms all kind of like yeah i like to throw down in the kitchen That's for sure awesome all right what are you listening to when you're throwing down bb rex <laughs> <laughs> uh i like a, it depends on what mood i'm in uh i like a lot of just uh disco funk like if i'm cleaning or if i'm cooking like that gives me the energy to kind of bop around the kitchen around the house um i like a lot of metal metallica is my favorite band uh tom petty is uh, a little step down and then jim croce another step down where it's real singer songwriter easy listening um i hate to be that guy i really do listen to a lot of stuff um one of my favorite things that i'll have on is hans zimmer the composer does a lot of like did the dark knight and uh, interstellar like I like the Pirates of the Caribbean. He goes on tour with like live full orchestras, and so they'll do like the Pirates of the Caribbean theme with the full orchestra. I'm nerding out hardcore to that uh, a lot. <laughs> sounds like home smells good and sounds good, so that's it awesome. Does. <laughs> what are we watching these days? Oh, I just finished up. Uh, I rewatched the series Bosch on Amazon Prime. Uh, this is not sponsored. Uh, but uh, just a police procedural. He's an LAPD homicide detective. Um, I really love the show Justified, and they brought it back with a renewal, like a Justified City Primeval, uh, where Raylan Givens is now working like kind of with his daughter. Eh, I don't, yeah, Interesting. it's good. It's good. I have to check them out. I haven't seen those, so I'm always looking for new things to watch. So that that question is a little selfish for everybody. <laughs> I ask. I'm looking for things to watch. But so thank you. Sure. <laughs> um, what are you reading? Uh, good question. I don't get to read as much during the school year, uh, which bums me out. I read a lot of articles online, which is not good for your eyes. Uh, but I do have the novel. It's a uh, Stephen King, 11, 22, 63. It's the, the day Kennedy was, assa- John Kennedy was assassinated, but it's like a, a re, uh, re-envisioning of history. Uh, that's got some interesting elements to it. So I've kind of cracked into that, but I haven't gotten very far. Okay, that sounds interesting as well. Also looking for things to read, so thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to take a vacation to Florida if you're looking to take an idea for a vacation. Hey, I'm helping you out. I am. I already had that one on the books, but thank you. Um, Favorite thing to do on your days off? 
I am napping. I legitimately am cooking. I like to cook a lot. Um, and I like doing, uh, like, it's not day off. It's usually in the evening, but, like, uh, trivia out at restaurants or at the bar. A little pub trivia. Big fan of that. It's fair season. It's August. It's my favorite time of year in Indiana. What is your must-do at the fair while it's in town? So this is a bad question for me because, as I've said, I came from radio. So I spent years every summer going to the state fair the entire run of the fair. Oh, that's a lot. (laughs) So I've been sweaty, rained on, kicked, dirty, bored. All of the negatives that can come with the state fair, I've experienced it all tenfold. So... I don't know if and when I ever will go back to the fair, but I did love when I was a kid, I'd get the free yardstick and I could, you know, play, you know, play swords with my sister. Um, uh, I'm a sucker for a gyro or a lamb burger. I always got to hit the, and then the, the big corn, the street corn, un, untouchable. It's the best corn all year. Mm-hmm. I, did something, I did something about it. Just fair corn is better. In my opinion. Oh, and I like Pioneer Village too. Oh yes. That's yeah. The fun. old timey stuff, like the little, banjo and Mm -hmm. stuff it's always fun always fun all righty name a teacher who inspired you i had quite a few i was really lucky i always say there was a like a murderer's row of teachers when i was going to school here at warren uh he's a friend of mine and a colleague now nick salemi um he was the one who really taught me that connections with students is sometimes more important than the a's b's and c's um Miss Wolf, Beth Wolf, was our student council advisor. She was kind of the same way. Rick Reed was my brain game coach, and he was my AP English teacher junior year. He was like a second dad, and he really mentored me and was able to put me in my place when I needed it. Um, Really made really good connections with them. If you could have dinner with anyone dead or alive, who would it be and why? Oh, man. This is a good top five list. This is this would be a good podcast episode. I would say my my answer is George Carlin. Uh, he uh, was a famous stand-up comedian. He died in two thousand eight. Uh, I'm actually friendly with his daughter Kelly. Uh, we talk online and, and via social media quite a bit. Uh, she's a writer like I am, and so we kind of share different stories. Uh, but he was a fascinating individual. He was like. I never got to be too close with my grandfathers. One passed away before I was born. The other, he died when I was like 13 and he was always very kind of ill. So I didn't get um, that much time with him. So George kind of was the surrogate grandfather of this is really what people are meaning what they say. Like he was like that gruff voice of advice in the back of your head. Um, brilliant guy, uh, questioning the establishment, questioning everything, critical thinking, critical thinking for yourself. Uh, and just very, very funny. So I uh, owe a lot of what I've pursued in life to uh, that man, George Carlin. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. And that's all the rapid fire questions I have. See, they weren't too bad. Yeah, so, and I wasn't rapid fire. I was. It wasn't. We kind of <laughs> rambled on, but. Go at our own pace. Yeah. What advice would you give someone who dreams of working in the radio industry? So working in radio, you really want to make sure like a stock portfolio, you want to diversify where you want to be able to learn how to do a little bit of everything. You know, as we were setting up for this interview, you guys had lights, we've got audio, you know, we were testing things. Um, Those are those are several small skills that become one big production. And in radio, that's what you need to do. If you have if you're a specialist, you're like, I know how to do commercials and I know how to schedule commercials and that's it. 
you're not going to have a very successful or long career. Um, I learned how to do promotions. Then I learned how to run the board. Then I had my own show. Then I was a producer for the morning show. I wanted to learn how to do everything. So always be willing to learn. And uh, my mantra was never say no, as long as it's reasonable, you know, say no if you have to. Uh, But if it's like, hey, are you available to, yep, I'm there. Always say yes if you, if it's, you know, uh, edifying yourself in the industry. All about getting that experience. It is. What advice or words of encouragement would you give to teachers starting out the school year? Uh, Pace yourself. Uh, Don't get too down. Don't get too up. You're going to have great days. You're going to have rough days. Uh, It's more important to make connections than to worry about the, the grade percentages, really. That'll come. If you and actually, I, I tell you what, my my real piece of advice that's tangible, like it's actionable, is if you can take time the first couple of days of school because nothing really happens. Everybody's trying to find out where to go. You're talking about your syllabus. Sit down individually, one on one, with every student as much as you can for as long as you can, starting out because you will find that you can develop a connection with them. So that if they're on their phone or if they're missing an assignment there's a familiarity there as opposed to you barking at them and they don't really know where you're coming from. If you can sit down and like learn something about them or know that you have some common ground, it makes your job so much easier and it takes away the, it doesn't make it, you don't take anything personal that way. They might just be having a bad day. Can't take it personal. So we've seen the renovations that you've done in the TV mm-hmm. station. And as an alumni, personally, I'm excited. I'm sure <laughs> other alumni who are watching are very excited as well. I'm very proud of everything that is uh, happening here. So what are some things people can do to support? Uh, always just the positive uh, the positive word of mouth. I mean, that's always the big thing is like, hey, have you guys seen what they're doing over there? Uh, you kind of alluded to it earlier, you know, kind of like the bad press of the Far East side, you know, some of that stuff comes out. We're very proud of, of this community and what we're doing. So sharing what we're doing, we're very, very active on social media. You know, we do uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. We have a website. We're on everything. Uh, so share our stuff, you know, engage with our students. Uh we do an annual uh, toy drive now called Santa Cause, and it's to help put on Christmas or holiday parties for Eastside families. Uh, if you see we're doing that, feel free to donate your time, donate your money, bring some toys, bring some clothes for us. Um, those are just a couple ways that it'll help keep us engaged with the community. At the end of the day, how do you feel about the work that you're doing? I mean, I'd be lying if I didn't say I, I wasn't proud. You know, I'm really, really proud of the work we've done. When I take a look at what the program was like, what the school was like, we were just coming out of the pandemic. We were all still masked up. Um, and I feel like th- not just the radio program, but the the school it, as a whole was a, just a little at drift, you know. Uh, and now I feel like we have a very positive direction. You know, we've got construction finally wrapping up in certain places of the school. We've been able to make tangible changes that you can see. Uh, where the kids are proud, they want to be in here, they're, you know, they want to show this off. You know, I, the goal of having other schools see us on social media, they're like, and I'll get a DM from an instructor, hey, how'd you, what are you guys doing over there? That's really awesome. You know, there are colleges, there are professional radio stations I've been in that don't look nearly as, as good as this and, or have the resources we do. So I am very, very proud of the students, and uh, I just I love the progress we've made. And if the fact that we're on the the come up still we're still achieving higher and higher um i i really can't be more proud of that
I know, I know you, so I know you don't like recognition, but <laughs> the um, you were recently named the alumni of the year, um, mm-hmm. and you were also named teacher of the year. How, how, what was, what emotions did you feel receiving those um, accolades? It's an honor. You know, it's very, very cool. The the Arts and Education Foundation and the Alumni Association for naming me Alumni of the Year. Uh, it's just kind of a, uh, uh, what's the word? Not reinforcement. Uh, re- reaffirmation, reaffirmed uh, that I, I feel like I'm doing good work here. Uh, so they have to give it to somebody. I'm very, very grateful that they picked me. Teacher of the Year is cool. I mean, that's you know, the other teachers, the other administrators in the building recognizing what we're doing. Um, like I said, you got to pick somebody. The fact that they were able to shine some light on us allows us to shine light on the program, which allows us to shine even more light on the students. And that's really what's important. Final question. What's next? <laughs> uh, sixth period. <laughs> uh, what's next? Um Honestly, the uh, what's literally next is we're gearing up for the football season. So putting the prep together for the broadcast and getting the rosters together and getting the interviews prepared for the broadcast. Uh, but big picture, what's next uh, is building on what we've done. You know, finishing the build out of these studios, um, getting prepared for the next IASB competition. Um, and making sure that we have the best content possible to submit so that we can bring home some more plaques. That's always what we want. You know, we want to flex on all the schools that we can. And, uh, yeah, I think that's what's next. What do, what do they say? Win the warrior way, Win the warrior way <laughs> on time, every, every time, time warrior, warrior time. time. <laughs> <laughs> we have the same childhood. <laughs> Shout out to Corey Smith. Come on, warrior aid. Um, but thank you so much for sitting down with us today, and thank you so much for all that you do. Congratulations on being named Teacher of the Year and Alumni of the Year. I can't wait to see what's next for you and what's next for the program. I really appreciate that. Thank you. This is great. You guys are doing amazing work. The fact that we have like a, a print and digital magazine, the Indie Far East, to really give these spotlights that you know these people are so deserving. I appreciate you having me on. We're, we're very, very thankful. Thank you so much. All right, that does it for this episode of Let's Meet. Thank you so much for stopping by. You can read all about this month's guests in the Indie Far East Magazine by heading over to IndieFarEastMag.com and reading the digital copy or stopping by one of our many drop locations and pick up a physical copy. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.